Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Nanette Murphy. She is a divorce coach and the founder and owner of Divorce After 40. How are you doing today, Nanette? I'm really great. Thanks, Brad. Nice to be here with you this morning. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm looking forward to jumping in and getting started and learning more about you. Excellent. So Nanette, as you mentioned, As I mentioned, you are a divorce coach. You're also a certified life and health coach, a published author, and last but certainly not least, a mom of three. How long have you been a divorce coach? As a business profession, it's been uh, almost two years, but, uh, you know, unfortunately I have coached other friends through it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a few years now. So why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women who are going through or have gone through divorce? And did this journey begin with your own personal struggles? Oh, absolutely. My personal experience is definitely what brought me here. And for me, it was, you know, it wasn't an immediate, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to do. It was gradual, but then I realized that there's a need for it. And many people have told me how specifically I coach women divorced after 20 plus years, you know, it's a different stage of our lives. And yeah, it was just like, oh my goodness, I'm certainly not the only one who's gone through this or going through this. So I just felt the need to reach out to these women and let them know that they're not alone and it's painful, but with determination, you can get through it and be really strong afterwards. I love that. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your own personal story journey through this? Yeah, sure. You know, married 20 plus years, married my, you know, met my ex-husband at uh, 18, he's 20, you know, you kind of go through the usual process, you get married, you have children, he became successful, we became successful, but then 20 years later, basically I call it my world came crashing down around me. Infidelity, it was uh, devastating. I don't even know, and even the word devastating doesn't quite cover it. You know, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about how you react or, and then realize how you should have reacted. And so really that, you know, in a nutshell, it was my own experience of, of divorce. I know most people don't expect to get divorced, but somehow I felt after, you know, 15, 20 years, I'm like, okay, we got this. We're good. And then it was, no, you don't. So by our 25th anniversary, yeah, we were, we were divorced. Wow. You know, for me too, it was like, holy, pardon my French, holy, (laughs) you know, I was almost 50 at that point. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. You know, dating and all that noise. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that swirl around in your head. And then, you know, once you really stop and take a minute and take a breath, you realize that you can, you can get through it. You know, I didn't take, I didn't get through it by myself, you know, but 
it's possible, but you have to be determined and you have to want it. For sure. And I mean, after so long, you know, as you said, you think, oh, we're golden. Look, we're, we're 20 years plus into this relationship. Were there, were there signs along the way when you think back and look at it now? Uh, yeah, there were pretty quick signs, actually. It was took me about, probably just took me a few months to realize that something wasn't right. I'm pretty in my intuition. I pay attention to it. You know, I left no stone unturned. I had confrontations with the appropriate people. <laughs> and yeah, it was, you know, I knew inside that there was something wasn't right, you know, and tried really hard, actually tried for two years, lived in silence of it, tried to pretend that it wasn't happening, trying to fix things. And unfortunately, I always like to quote the beautiful Lady Di, who said once, it's a bit crowded with three people in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's crowded. And, you know, at some point you just got to go, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I have to save myself. Absolutely. You have yeah. to put yourself first. Yes. Exactly. So what was the breaking point then or light bulb moment for you with your story where you said to yourself, okay, exactly this, I have to start putting myself first and thinking about myself. It was actually a very specific conversation from a very key person involved. And, um, you know, you just start putting pieces of the puzzle back together and you're like, hmm, this doesn't seem right. Why is, you know, again, it just moments come together and you go, oh, wow. Okay. This is officially over. And I have to protect myself and I have to not so much even protecting like financial and all that I have to protect my heart (laughs) I can't I can't live like this anymore where you you're constantly hoping for change and constantly hoping that things will get better and you know the words I love you but I'm not in love with you came up a number of times and man that messes with your head I'm sure so yeah it was really a phone call conversation from a person that I almost didn't pick up the phone for And uh, I was like, wow, okay. God spoke to me. He said, get out. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So I did. So then from there, it was, you know, I finally surrendered, I guess is the the best term I use right now. Two years later, I I can't do it anymore. Took another two years. Yeah, it took a, it took a little bit before it all kind of got wrapped up. So yeah, it was quite. Well, it's a lot to wrap your head around. I mean, that many years of marriage and the hope and hoping and wishing that things will change. And, you know, I, I can't even imagine the difficulty and the pain. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I always said that I wouldn't tolerate infidelity. Yeah. And I think I only said that because I just in my heart didn't think it would ever be something I had to address. Yeah. You never thought you'd be in those shoes of having to deal with that. Right. It's easier as, as they say, an armchair quarterback Absolutely. when someone yeah. else is going through, Oh, no way would I ever put up with that. But it's different when you're in the situation. Yeah. But you know what? I think at the end of the day, I realized that I couldn't put up with it. I was trying to, but my body was really trying to just pull me away from it. It was just going, no, really, you can't do this. No, seriously, you can't do this. <laughs> no, no, really, really you stop can't. Trying. <laughs> you know? And finally, Finally, I had to go, okay, already. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess the nice part for me now is I can laugh about it. You know, the tears are gone and all obviously, but that was a good, good sign of healing is that you can kind of look back and go, oh, wow, that was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Not make light of it, but certainly laugh about it though, like have, have a lighter sense about it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So having gone through this and your own experiences related to all of this, who did you have to turn to? Because now you are that person who is helping and other women have to turn to. So who did you have to turn to, to talk to, to lean on, 
during your time of need. Right. Well, unfortunately, I didn't even know divorce coaches existed 10, 12 years ago. You know, I can remember Googling everything and I, I don't know, I, unless I totally missed it, I never recalled seeing anything about divorce coaches, but although I have to say too, it was more about saving marriages than divorcing at the time. But for me, unfortunately, seriously, my best friend was going through the same thing. And she and her husband, sorry, and my husband, ex-husband and I were friends, the four of us. And literally, they were both doing the same thing. Holy crow. Simultaneously. Wow. Yeah, I've written about this before. The day she uh, walked in my house, she had a look on her face. And I don't know how I knew what she was going to say before she said it. And have you ever felt nothing? That's what I felt. And that's what I thought. I'm like, I don't feel anything right now. It was the strangest non-feeling, I guess. It was the strangest moment ever. I said, unfortunately, but we also say, thank God we had each other. Because, you know, when you're talking with your friends and they can support you and your family and but they don't know what you're going through. They just don't. And they can sympathize and empathize and say, oh, this is what I would do. But it's so important to be able to talk to somebody who gets what you're Yeah, who gets it. Yeah. You just get it. You know, I had other friends that I could call if I needed to, but truly we were in a sisterhood, unfortunately. So that's why now, like, I know there's a I mean, I'm sure there's not many women who have the same situation going on at the same darn time, you know? So that's why, you know, another reason why it's really important for me to be a divorce coach for these particularly women going through divorce after 20 years of marriage, because it's a different kind of struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say then has been your biggest or most valuable lesson or takeaway from this whole experience for you? Well, it has made me stronger, wiser courageous, determined. And the most beautiful part is I fell in love again with myself. Ah, there you go. I've just been learning and growing and and sharing my story and writing when I never, that was never an aspiration for me, (laughs) but truly it's just the courage I have and the determination is none like I've ever felt before, quite honestly. You know, I'm a mom of three. I've got that mama bear moments. It's a different kind of courage. It's a different kind of purpose. And It's made me the woman that I really always knew I could be. I always wanted to be, but I guess just never had the chance because I was always supporting someone else along their journey. So what led you then down the path to becoming a divorce coach? How did that whole thing unfold for you? And how did you get inspired to do this? Uh, aside from your experience? Yeah, well, it was kind of a process. Okay. It was kind of a, you know, one thing led to another. And it started back in 2020. You know, we're all in the same boat. We all have the confines of our house. And I couldn't Netflix and eat anymore. So I had to, <laughs> I had to what was it, the what was it? The Tiger King or something like that? I'm like, oh my God, I can't wrap my life up in Netflix documentaries. (laughs) So I took a a Yale University online course called the Science of Wellbeing. And literally it was like I opened up a door and it led me to rediscovering Michael Beckwith. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No. He is a preacher and he specializes in meditation, and which led me to Mind Valley. Mind Valley is incredible. I have a membership with Mind Valley. It is phenomenal. It was life changing, truly. And I took multiple, multiple courses. There's so many to choose from. It was 
almost like, oh my God, I can't, I have to stop. Like I have to take one at a time. Yeah. It's over. It's really, truly an overwhelming thing. When you get on that website and see everything that is available, it's like, I want to do this, 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 this. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and really that was kind of where I started to really focus on meditation and reflection. And that's where my answers came to me. It came to me to, to be a life coach. So I Googled and started the John Maxwell team, took my certification through them. And health has always been, you know, a, a journey for me for about 15 or 20 years. So that too, working out at home was a challenge for me. I was determined that I was going to not sleep till noon and watch TV till six. So yeah. I, I really had a schedule. And from there, I thought, okay, well, being a life coach, being a health coach, the two really go well together because I'm a huge advocate of taking care of yourself. I'm not saying you have to be a gym rat or, you know, go on diets all the time, but just being consciously aware of your health. And with that, I was introduced to divorce coaching and I was part of another team as an expert in in divorce coaching. And then I thought, well, why am I not just doing this on my own? You know, so again, it just, it was just, you know, one thing after another. And one day I decided to focus on being a divorce and health coach because again, self-care is so important anyway, but on this sad, lonely, upsetting, unsettling journey, taking care of your health is utmost important. For sure. Every day. It's not like, okay, let's just be healthy today. And then tomorrow we'll do something else. It's a conscious effort because you need it. You just need to have your strength. Absolutely. So what would you say then differentiates you or separates you from the other divorce coaches out there? What sets you apart from the others? I think it's just the fact that I feel it's the fact that I focus on their self-care really first. You know, I want to make sure that they're taking time for themselves. Self-care is not selfish. You've got to start filling up your cup before you can pour it out anywhere. And, you know, I've actually, in my coaching, I've kind of pegged it. It's, I call it your set strength, your spiritual, emotional, and physical strength. You really need all of them really just through life. But like when you're going through struggles and troubling times, meditation, prayer, gratitude, truly eating right. Again, not saying, you know, join a gym and go crazy about it, but (laughs) it, it really, it helped me so much. And I, I've written about it before about how uh, kickboxing, kickboxing is an excellent way to relieve stress. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do yoga because my brain would go too fast, but kickboxing was awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just where I'm different from others. It's, it's not just about attorneys and financial advisors yeah. and accountants and, you know, splitting expenses and all that stuff. You really have to take care of your mental, physical, and spiritual strength. Beautiful. So what type of person or client then would be your ideal client? What things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? Because I'm sure you're not going to work with every single divorcee, divorcee, sorry. So how do you decide what is your, what's your ideal client look like? Well, clearly a woman married, you know, 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that avatar they speak of or your ICA. But what I'm learning is that they have got to be ready to do the work. You know, it's easy to you know, maybe feel like the victim and stay in that, oh my God, why me stage? And we all go there. We all have to have that moment, but they have to be accepting of where they are. Like, okay, this is what's happening. I don't like it, but I have to take care of it and I have to move forward. It's a mindset that they have to be in that you can't keep looking at the past. You have to really 
be ready to say, okay, I'm going to take care of this divorce. And I, but at the same time, I'm also going to take care of my mental health and heal. And then, you know, we can find another purpose. You know, there's so much on the other side. That first step is so scary. But once you break free of that box and the, your way of thinking that I can't do this, you know, that's the other thing. I can't, I won't. They have to be eliminated from your vocabulary. Because if you keep saying that I can't, I won't, it's not going to happen, then it's not going to. And that's why I want to be there to be your a friend of mine says CAO, chief accountability officer. <laughs> I want to be that person to go, yeah, you can do it today. You know, let's just give you three things to do this week and, you know, concentrate on just that. Check those three things off your list and they're not complicated. So I can be that cheerleader, but I can't do the work for them. Exactly. I love that. CAO. Chief accountability <laughs> officer. That's a great. Yeah, I told term. you, I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, I'm taking that. I'm that's, taking yeah, that. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. 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 So you started a community called Divorce After 40. Can you share with us a little bit about that community and what the inspiration was for starting that community? Yeah, absolutely. So Again, it was another thing that evolved. I have always wanted to, one of, my, one of the things that I've always, you know, said on my bucket list were to write a book and start a nonprofit. So I had started writing my book and then the same friend had talked about having a group for women who are starting over, not necessarily divorce, but just, just starting over. So we want to do a, have a nonprofit for like a brick and mortar one day. So as I was taking a course on communities on the Mighty Network, Mighty Community, I thought this is a perfect plateau. This is a perfect time to, to start building this group of women who are struggling, who are afraid, who are fearing the future, who need support, guidance, inspiration. And that's where I thought, okay, well, let's start here. We'll, I'll start this little community online and, you know, see how it grows and who is a part of it. And there's information that they can find. Um, and then hopefully one day it will just, you know, blossom over time. It's not going to happen overnight where one day we can have a community of women where they can go a brick and mortar, where they can go for weekend retreats or, you know, Saturday retreats treats or, you know, just listen to speakers and have their material at their, at their fingertips for them yeah. just to give them some guidance because it's not even just so much divorce that people start over, you know, there might be death. You might be mm -hmm. you know, moving to a new city by yourself and, you know, you're a little older and, you know, you're not 20 something anymore and you just need some encouragement. Guidance. Yeah. Guidance, yeah. So that's kind of how that evolved. If you could offer women just one piece of advice who are going through the whole divorce process, what would that one piece of advice be? Be prepared. Just be prepared before you even start the process. You know, clearly I want them to be taking care of themselves, their self-care, but I just actually had a a woman speaking on our community on a live group session that we had and she's a financial advisor and she's actually specializes in divorce there's actually a certification that financial advisors can can take for that and you know even she said you know before you even get going in the process reach out to a financial advisor so again like be prepared that's the best advice that I can give and with that you know comes the coaching you know even sometimes even before they're even filed for divorce, reach out to a coach because I can, you know, give them that list of to do's and I am right next to self-care. I'm a big advocate that your financial advisor is equally important, if not 
more important than the lawyer that you hire because that person is preparing you for your future. I mean, let's face it, you, you need a f- financial security and they can help you just get all your ducks in a row. Which is important for sure. Absolutely. So what lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you're currently doing? Oh, just the fact that I can inspire one woman or give her some hope or give her a safe space that she can you know, pour her heart out. And then I can say, I know how you feel. You know, it's not like, oh, I can only imagine how you feel. Oh no, I know exactly how you feel. Because you've been through it. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's just being able to know that I can put a light in one woman's day. That's what keeps me going through this. That's powerful. It gives me that determination, that purpose, that passion, really. That's incredibly powerful. Thank you. As mentioned, you're a published author. Can you tell us a little bit about the book that you wrote and the title and all of that good stuff? Yeah, it's called Shattered Dreams and New Beginnings, A Journey of Heartbreak, Healing and Growth. And it, it is uh, my story. It is kind of a memoir, kind of a self-help book in, in, as it's in the category. And it really just, it's, you know, it's not a long book. I didn't want it to be, you know, daunting, but it really is how I, just the story of how I got where I am today. And the struggles, the steps it took, some of the people along the way, the important people in my life, those who shattered it and those who helped me heal. And again, I wrote it to inspire others and give them hope that it's dark right now, but the sunshine comes out again. And it was very important for me, the cover, it's a sunrise. It's not a sunset. Everybody's obsessed with sunsets. I like a sunrise personally. Well, it's the starting. It's the beginning. It's a new beginning. Exactly, exactly. And I think I like sunrises so much because I don't see them very often. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, where can people find that book? You can find it on my website, livelifenowwithpurpose.com. And I have only uh, hard copies because I wanted to make it a coffee table book and the author will sign it, but it is available on Amazon as well. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So what inspired you to actually sit down and write the book? Like that's a, that's a daunting process to sit down and actually, okay, I'm going to write a book about this. Yes, it was daunting. Funny. It was probably, gosh, maybe six years ago that I've had the title in my head for that long. I had actually even started putting some things down and kind of tucked it away. But after I became a certified life coach, you know, we're, uh, we're told that, you know, it's a good idea to get your own life coach get you know get a feel for how how the whole process goes so I thought oh okay well let me search out for a life coach and I found a wonderful woman and when I was our first meeting she was you know just asking what was going on what's my bucket list what are your aspirations Mm -hmm. and in there I just kind of casually mentioned writing a book while her ears perked up and she started quizzing me on well do you know how long it takes to write a book do you know how long the average book is and on and on and on I'm like nope nope and she's like have you started writing it yet and I said no no not yet well when are you going to write it I'm like well I think I'm going to write it you know, maybe after my coaching business gets started and I'll, I'll start writing it then. And she said, well, you know, writing your story could be a fabulous cornerstone for your coaching business. And that was the light switch. The light bulb went on and I'm like, well, all right, then yes, start writing my book. It It was shall be done instant moment. So she started to say, can you write, you know, 3000 words in a week? And I I said, well, you give me two because I'm like, I'm really really overwhelmed right now. Yeah. 
but yes, I will do it. Well, in the meantime, you know, back to Mind Valley, we had this little group that we had formed. We call it our Mind Valley family. There might have been 12 of us in it. So, of course, on social media in our private group, I tell them my big news that I'm going to write a book. And they were so excited. And oh my God, I can't wait to read it. And after I did that, I'm like, oh darn, like now I have to really write this book because I have to show them that I've written a book. So yeah, that's how it all, it kind of just went from there. And it was in 2020 and it was like, what else did I have to do? Really? (laughs) Every day, every day I sat at my computer for a couple hours and just, the words just poured out of me quite honestly. What an accomplishment though. It was definitely another life-changing moment for sure. Just Uh, the process of writing it, putting your story out into words onto paper. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. And then there were moments where I would kind of have like a little mind block and I would meditate and let it sit for a couple of days. And then I knew what the next chapter would be. And, you know, I had an incredible editor, you know, it's one thing to take all your words and pour it out. And I just thought, okay, I feel like I just have this big bowl of words now. Now what do I do with them? She did a beautiful job at putting them into chapters for me and making it all flow and making it make sense. So yeah, I was thrilled, thrilled with that. I'm sure that's incredibly powerful, truly. Thank you. So was writing or has writing always been something that is part of you or who you are, or is this fairly new just as a result of this experience? Like, was this something you always wanted to do? Nope. Okay. <laughs> no. So my ex-husband's, his um, business ventures was kind of like a fairy tale. And, you know, I had always said he should write a book. He should write a book just to inspire someone else who wants to start a new business or, you know, entrepreneur startup. He was, he was in the dot-com era and he was just like, no, no. So over the years about, I want to say, a few people, not a lot, but a few people. And one of them being one of my marriage counselors, when I would say this about him writing a book, she quietly said to me, like, why don't you write the book? I'm like, that was the first person <laughs> who had ever said that to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, because that's just not what I do. <laughs> so like I said, over the years in the last, you know, six years, it was that third person that said, why aren't you writing the book? I'm like, well, I really don't have a good reason why I'm not writing the book. And I'm a believer that, you know, if if a sign comes to you three times, man, you should do it. And so that's when it went into my bucket list. So then, like I said, it was never something I ever thought I would do 10 years ago, but I am so proud of myself for doing it. And so you should be 100%. Thank you. Could you share a situation that's occurred in your life that you feel provides insight as to your character, who Nanette is as a woman, as a human, as a person? Well, this is a, this is probably one of the toughest questions. And I think as I reflect on it, I think it has to go back to how I handled my divorce. I think it goes back to when I found out how I had to process it, how I struggled. And then, you know, it's funny because I tried to keep my marriage together for obvious reasons. We'd been, we'd been together for many years but we had three kids. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't want this to happen to my kids. And then it's so funny because how it all evolved was eventually I ended it because of my kids. I wanted them to look at me as someone who fought, but ultimately I respected myself enough to let it go and move on. And, you know, I didn't want to give up, but I'm a fighter. I didn't realize how much fight I had in me. And, I, I think um, that's true with a lot of people. You don't realize it till your back's against the wall. Dang it. It's actually unbelievable. And, and again, I just, I just think it's like I'm a fighter and I will give 
150%, but I don't have 151%. Well, 150 is pretty damn good, I would say. Uh, yeah. And you know, some would say <laughs> too much. Some would say too much effort sometimes. And I guess that speaks to my character. I, I will fight and do what it takes to get something done. I'm committed, dedicated, but ultimately I had to also respect myself. And Which is the most important piece. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And I feel like it's taken me a few years to realize that, but you know, eventually figure it out. Sometimes I'm a slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we all are. Right? Exactly. It, just, it takes time to get there, especially when it's things for ourselves. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think the only word that comes to mind is determination. I have this desire to succeed on a path that I have paved. And I just want to help other women survive their, their disappointment, their sadness. There's a lot of emotions going on there. And really, it's just a determination that I, I want to say, I can help you get to the other side, come out of the darkness, because it is dark. And you don't realize how dark it is until you look back and go, and you're in the sunlight. And you're like, wow, it was really dark back there. So yeah, I think it's just the determination that I want to reach the women who need me and who are ready to move forward and build their strength again. You're not going to be strong immediately. You know, the strength I talk about in self-care, that's just your strength to get you up and out of bed every morning. Get that's another rest. key Another key piece though, is being ready Yes. to move past it and do the work, right? It is. I say that healing is an active process. It doesn't For just sure. happen. You have and to- And it's a journey. Oh, absolutely. It's a journey with a lot of potholes and <laughs> detours, um, and stop uh, signs. trees falling down in front of you. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, All of the things. All right? of the things. There's plenty of, of detours. But, you know, we've, again, we're, we're stronger than we realize. Stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Definitely. Definitely. So speaking of success, Nanette, how do you define that word? What does that word mean to you? It means being happy with who you are. Just be happy that God has given you this mind, body, and soul, and you don't have to measure up to anyone but yourself. And I'm not sure how to, to word it, but you know, don't set the bar so high that you can't reach it. You know, just stand right there. You're you're fine the way you are, but don't try to measure up to someone else. So just be happy with the person that you are because you've got a lot of gifts. Sometimes you have to search for them or you have to define them, but yeah, just be happy. That yeah. is powerful. I love that. Don't set the bar so high that you can't reach it. Awesome. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah, thank you. What would you say then is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? What was your life like after learning it? Never say never, never assume, never be afraid. Before I lived with someone else who created my life for me. I went along it and not that it wasn't a great life, you know, but you know, it starts as, as a small child. You, you do what your parents tell you. You live the life that they've lived. You try to form the same life they lived. And I married someone who had his own goals and, you know, I lived that life with him and it was wonderful. Three magnificent children. We had great experiences and fun together, but the beautiful part now is that I've paved my own path. You know, I've paved my own way. I'm making my own life, but all while keeping my friends and family close to me along the way, because for me, ultimately being a divorce coach and helping others it's a purpose in life, but my number one priority is my family, my family and friends. So that's mm -hmm. just being able to, you know, make my own way and making it my way, 
you know, keeping all the people that really are most important to me close. Well, that support system, you've got, you still have to have a support system because you're still going through the process. You're still crossing everything for you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, um, for me, my kids are, they mean the world to me, like any parent with their children. And I want to set a good example for them. You know, yeah, life gets really complicated and there's, there's a detour every day sometimes. And it's very frustrating, but it's just how you handle the situation that gets you through and it makes you stronger. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? My health, my family, and my ability to give back to the community or anyone who needs it. I'm uh, the other part of my life is being on charity committees and you know fundraising committees, and that's really important to me. Something else that I have written about is healing. Is part of it is giving back because then you realize that you know yeah you're you're going through some struggles, but some other people are living some lives of sheer agony that they're not always easy to get out of. So for me, being able to give back my time to help others is really huge. Give it well. I mean, really, when you think about it, isn't that what we're all here for on this planet is to help support and give back to one another. That's what I think. Anyways, that's what I believe. No, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like I said, that's, what's important. My health, my family, and the ability to give. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or we'll call them life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is my family breaking up, you know, and I learned that communication is key, speaking up for yourself. But unfortunately, my family breaking up is just going to be a, it's going to be a hurdle that I, I probably have to jump every now and again over. My oldest daughter is getting married next year and, you know, it's going to be our first time where all the families have to come together and play nice in the sandbox. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I said to her one day, I said, I'm, part of me wishes it was this year and the other part of me is really thankful it's not because, yeah, it's a process. It's a mental process that you have to psych yourself up and, you know, just make it a beautiful day for them. But yeah, that's probably, I think the biggest disappointment was uh, my family just not being, I don't want to say not whole because it is, but yeah, it's, it's a um, different version. It is. And it's regretful, you know, that it's, it lands a heavily on them because, you know, there's always those split holidays and, you know, split time. And yeah, it's just, again, it's not an ideal situation, but I mean, no, people do it. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. And like you said, you've got to prioritize yourself, right? And staying in something in a situation just for the sake of the family, I think personally, because I'm a, I'm a child of divorce, right? It's the absolute worst thing you can do for the kids. You you, you do far more damage by staying together for the sake of the children than ending the relationship because what they see and what they go through it's you know though I hear so many people say oh you know I'm staying for the kids and even though I'm not happy I'm staying for the no don't you realize that is the worst thing you could do yeah yeah and um, you know for me I think it took me a long time to realize that only because once again I had to be ready my brain wasn't there and unfortunately, there's no, oh, you've only got six months to make this, you know, to right. wrap it around it. Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. So, no. which again, I, I think ultimately I realized, yeah, right. we can't do this craziness anymore. Nanette, what is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Taking all the classes that I took that brought me where I am today. Yeah, it was just going, all right, of course I'm going to do this. Why not? It's and, for me. I'm doing yeah. this for me. 
Absolutely. And I'm, th- and I'm so, so thankful that I did. So thankful. Well, it took you to where you are today and yes, you're helping yeah. other people as a result of it. So exactly. it, it couldn't have worked out better than that. Exactly. Nanette, what does the word empowerment mean to you? To me, that it, it means that I'm strong. I have the ability to assist other women to get where they want to be. You know, it's not easy at times to find your strength. You have to dig deep for it, but it's there. And, you know, you can empower yourself, but it's truly about finding that strength and, and building on it. And then you have an empowering strength then to go on and help others. Yeah, I say that divorce is like a club that you don't want to belong to, but here you are. And, <laughs> and now um, you've been initiated and now it, it's really, I, I feel it's my responsibility to help others through it. Because, you know, as much as I had counselors and a friend, it, I think a, a coach would have really guided me. It would have yeah. gave me my priorities and uh, outlined things a bit better for me. I love that you look at it that way, your perspective on it after going through what you've gone through and being able to step outside yourself and want to give back and support mm-hmm. others. is just, it's a beautiful gift that you're giving people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. okay. What's your favorite stress reducing activity? Meditation. What's the first thing you think of when I say the word future? Exciting. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Don't test my patience. <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Giving. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Compassion. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Time. Would you rather have more time or more money? <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have one superhero superpower, what would it be? Flight. Wouldn't it be great to learn how to fly? It would. (laughs) That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. Nanette, what is your why? Oh, I have to, uh, I have a need to give back to those who need it. I just, that's the best way I can describe it. I have experience and knowledge and I think, of course, age, right? Brings us wisdom and I just need to give back. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Well, she is the me I am today, truly, except I would be 20 years younger so that I would have more years to be able to coach and write and help others. (laughs) I love that answer though. That's such a beautiful answer. It truly is. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, this is such cliche, but it would be Oprah. (laughs) You know, uh, although the next one that comes to mind is Michelle Obama, because Mm -hmm. they're both just powerful, strong women and not powerful as in daunting. They're just, they've got such strength. And I can only imagine, actually, I don't even know if I can begin to imagine the life that they had to live in order to get where they are today. Yeah, I just admire that in them. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? You know, I think it would be marry later. And like I was married in my mid twenties, I would say marry later after you've lived your best life. And then you have such great experience to bring to another person's life and your children. Very wise words. That's I married later. I, I was, how old was I? Oh man. I married when I was 40, 44. That is later. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've been married. It'll be seven years this year, actually seven years in July, seven years next month. 
Uh, I'm 52. So 45, actually 45. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, again, lived that life that you get married. Yeah. Well, societal conditioning, our parents, all of that stuff, right. Plays into that. So, so true. And I would still do it the same way and have my children and all that. But yeah, I just think giving yourself some time to live your best life Mm -hmm. on your own and really build your character. Very wise and sage advice for sure. Yeah. Lastly, Nanette, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that 30 second speech sound like? What words would you impart? I would say never let anyone define who you are. Be proud of yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. Have your own mind and follow your heart, follow your instincts and never be afraid of what's next and stand up for yourself. Be kind to others, but start with being kind to to who you are and don't fear the future. Let it excite you. Beautiful. Very powerful and wonderful way to end the interview. Thank you so much, Nanette, for taking the time to be here today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm absolutely honored to have had this time to sit down and speak with you and share in your story and be taken along with you for the ride through Mm -hmm. your journey and your story. And I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you so very much. I truly appreciate you. Oh, gosh, Brad, thank you. This opportunity is, um, it, it really means the world to me because, you know, as you know, in our conversations, I really want to reach the women who are ready and yeah. me. it's just my passion and my purpose but thank you so much this has been a pleasure my pleasure and my honor truly thank once you. again my name is brad walsh host of your empowerography podcast today my guest has been nanette nerfy she is a divorce coach certified life and health coach and a published author nanette thank you so much for taking the time to be here today i appreciate you and i wish you an amazingly wonderful day thank you and to you Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.